0: Hey guys, just to let everyone know that we'll be briefly discussing some delicate topics such as sexual abuse and mental health in this episode.
1: They won't be discussed extensively, but if they are subjects that trigger you, you might want to sit this one out.
0: Lonely Arts Club. Uh, It's a special edition, a really special edition, for two reasons. Uh, The first being, it's Phil Feeze's birthday. It was yesterday. Well, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it was your birthday yesterday. But guess what? Yeah, we're we're, we're dedicating this uh, this this episode to my birth month. Your birth month. <laughs> it took you a long it t- took you a long month to be birthed. It was a horrendous. My mom fucking hates me. <laughs> Get him out! Get him out of me! <laughs> you know, what?
1: I earned this lifelong scorn. <laughs> I'm amazed that the cumulative hangover hasn't completely just crippled me. I've been. You've had, you had a good
0: couple of days, haven't you? You, you. I just kept
1: waking up and things kept happening where I kind of would get uh, uh, gravitationally pulled into something, and I was like, I kind of went along with like, oh, okay. Well, like a party Some... or
0: like, like just having a good what? time.
1: Thursday, we, 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 we just got fucked up for no good reason, and then I kind of like woke up on Friday, and then just. And
0: then I guess at that point, day, I, guess like, I guess at that point you could be like, oh, I guess this is for my birthday. And then that Yeah. Keeps once, on.
1: once you start at that point, you realise you might as well just commit to
0: it. <laughs> well, I guess I'm already fucked. It's like, these it's Monday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's just... But like the things, I'm aside from being kind of tired, I'm
0: fine. Well, that's good. Thirty-one. Do you want me to tell every, everyone how old you are? Is that
2: you just did? Well, yeah. it's too late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thirty-one years young
1: yesterday. Look, I'm still beautiful. Of course right. you are. <laughs> Considering so. how much I fucking smoke, my skin hasn't fucking dried up yet.
0: Well, on but behalf of <laughs> on behalf of everyone from Lonely Arts Club, uh, me and Ali, uh, I want to say happy birthday from yesterday. Well done, well done mate. You have survived another year. Um, yeah, okay. Josh said it for me, so I don't have to say
1: it. Uh, if yeah, whoever the fuck is listening to this, listen to last week's episode we uh we're doing a true crime episode this week kind and th- i really wish that we recorded our conversation earlier when it was like ah oh, so what do we what do we call it is it like lonely arts Club, like murder files and annie was like well mine's not mine's not murder and we we're like oh well you know it's like true crime. crime and you were like well it's not really
0: crime and it was like- <laughs> it's almost like you wow. just didn't listen to what the homework was <laughs> and yeah,
1: then i was like just- yeah <laughs> It, uh, have you just got a list of facts? And they're, like, they're not really facts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck have what you been doing?
2: I, God. I, maybe I misunderstood the brief. I've never <laughs> listened to a true crime podcast, and fair I know. Enough. There we go. And you know, <laughs> I I had a look at some stuff,
0: and <laughs> I you know I, I oh, jotted good. down a few
2: creative people who have died. I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so it's, it's not true crime. We're not a true crime podcast. We're
0: not, but that's, but, but we're but we're doing. This is tr- my birthday present. It's a birthday ah, present to be. It's, it's, it's gonna, a true crime guilt trip special. Me. This is Lonely guilt Arts Club,
2: me. the Crime Files. Uh, okay, so we went with that, did we?
0: I mean, it's an all-encompassing sort of title, I guess. It's wor- we, we can change
2: it if we want well, to. Yeah, it's a
1: work in progress. I'll leave yeah, it as a blank.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I love it. This is the most preparation we've ever done for this podcast. Yeah, um, mine I wrote, is still me, very
2: minimum. I think. I think that's the point. I, I think the point of this podcast is there is no preparation. <laughs> uh, at least, at least for me, because I just want to have a chat with my buddies. Yeah, and I, wouldn't usually, so. I wouldn't usually research a bunch before I have a chat <laughs> with my buddies.
1: I love it. Like, oh, even I'm, episode one, like, like Josh was like, I, I've got an idea for." A podcast oh yeah uh, what is it um it's nothing we just uh <laughs> just, we're, we're talk. Just we, you know, we'll talk we'll hang out we'll have a chat um, You know, um you know you'll hang get out. drunk for the first eight episodes <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think we, like we thought we'd uh, thought for, for visa's birthday we thought we'd uh, take on the the task of trying to um i i guess t- try and create our own T- tell our own creative uh uh crime stories uh crime yeah. in the creative world i think is the is the sort of remit that we're sort of trying to go for um yeah stuff a that bit happened. of comedy interjected well we're what, what we gonna try uh oh yeah well, not just you know. not just laughing at death
1: Ha ha! So I was initially going to suggest mine
2: is literally just laughing at
1: death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! Like like a a montage of like funny deaths. I love
2: it. (laughs) I I kind of just put together ten. Do they do they die in funny ways? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. All right. I tell you what. We'll pepper yours. (laughs) We'll we'll pepper yours throughout. So so to start off with, Ali's
2: going to give us a
0: funny death.
2: I have 10 they're they're like literally some of them are literally just like a quick sentence because I thought it was funny when I came across it (laughs) Um, I thought I thought one of them was interesting is this still a very quick thing like the last show I played in London um, Bushstock Festival um,
1: remember when
2: shows existed yeah when shows existed Um, there was I played in a church and the other main stage was an actual stage they set up and basically a band played and there was loads of issues and then everyone who was like setting up the was running around really stressed and basically the electrician who set up the stage had like monumentally fucked up and the whole stage was electrified and basically what would happen is if you get on the stage and touch something you would get electrocuted like all the rigging everything it's like super dangerous so luckily I wasn't on that stage but they just pushed all like those bands into the corner of a pub down the road and like the corner of a pub and everyone was kicking off and like wanted their money back because they wanted to see this big bands but i was saying that because i saw the story about the guitarist from 70s blues rock band stone the crows the guitarist died on stage in front of a thousand fans in swansea oh, in wales i've um, heard about this yeah while he was tuning his guitar oh. but basically there was just like a grounding issue and his guitar electrocuted him and he died on stage <laughs> in the middle of a set it's just Brutal. Do they think it was like part of the act? Um, probably not. I mean, he falls to the floor in the middle of an And everyone
1: act. shits themselves when they die. So I mean, like, he really, he's either really committing to this or we need to call an ambulance.
0: Is this, it's like, oh, were they, were they like sort of metal? Like were they Were they thinking like, oh, he's really committing to this like yeah, metal sick thing. Sick as fuck. Yeah, he's sick but that's,
2: as fuck. That, that's <laughs> like when Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat. I and Ozzy... his
0: pants. This guy's really <laughs> committing. This guy speaks to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Aussie <laughs> didn't realize the bat was real. He thought it was a plastic bat. And Did spit of it. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Classic Aussie. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's a guy called Joao Maria de Souza and this is not creative at all, this is not part of the creative industry, like the last one at least a little bit was, but he was asleep at night when a cow weighing 200 stone fell through his roof and landed on his bed. What <laughs> the fuck? Um, I assume he was in the bed. He was in the bed and his wife was in the bed as well. Oh, so shit. a massive cow fell eight, th- eight foot through the roof onto his bed but it wasn't actually the it was the weight at the hospital that killed him rather than the weight of the cow um, oh.
1: fund our NHS. NHS
2: there's a statement <laughs> there's a st- <laughs> exactly fund the NHS um, there's a statement from his mother saying I did anyone? I I, I didn't bring my son up to be killed by a falling cow.
1: <laughs> I didn't raise him fucking, this way. It wasn't his choice. <laughs> I didn't raise like, him like this.
0: He's not there with like a fucking. Can you imagine that? Like like one of those like contraptions where it's like a rope sort of uh, pulley system, and he's just like like just sort of waiting for a candle to slowly burn through the. the, the this is the my rope. fate. <laughs> this is, I, I love it. you, darling. But yeah, she said she said
2: he, he nearly died when he was two from meningitis. But I worked hard to buy medicines um, for him, and he survived. Now he's lying in bed and gets crushed to death by a cow. You'd be so there is pissed. no justice. You'd be so <laughs> she is vexed.
0: You fucking idiot, I
2: worked so hard to keep you alive. <laughs> cows it was the cows cow? at the end how does a cow end up on the roof <laughs> yes, where, the where was, was this <laughs> does it say I does it say
0: how what, what happened with the cow where the, I, fuck d- did it come the cow
2: from? the cow escaped from a farm and basically i think the roof of the house was like kind of aligning with a hill so it could like walk on top of it right so it walked on top and the weight of the cow uh, broke the roof fell through um and apparently the farmer you know is might get on trial for the death it wasn't even his cow of this man no, wow. no, 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 no! Some other farmer, yeah, yeah. Made that taste. Obviously, wasn't securing his cows properly, and they got loose and rampaged, killing people. He should have taken more care of his cattle. Oh God, yeah, we go. Go, go for fuck's sake. An X, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll do another. Okay, I got, I got two law-related ones. I don't know how I on the right. subject of law. Do
0: any creative ones? Yes. You know, you know how, you know how the brief was creative. Like it was true crime and it was creative. You. F- <laughs> but then when I when I you read
2: about the cow for a
1: client for a long fucking time, have you? <laughs> when I
2: when I <laughs> no. <laughs> but you can't just read about the cow and not include it, you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a point there. He's got a point. You got a point. I you got a got point. And uh, then I read these and I was like, well, I got to say this. Canadian lawyer Gary Hoy, he died while trying to prove that the glass in the window of a 24th floor office was unbreakable <laughs> by, th- by throwing himself <laughs> against it. But he's right. It didn't break, but it popped out of the frame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive.
2: He was right. He might have broke when it hit the floor, oh. I don't know, along with all of his bones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, Wow. There was a Clement Valing Digum I, I don't know. He's <laughs> a nineteenth-century U.S. lawyer. Accidentally shot himself to death while defending a murder suspect because he was trying to demonstrate that the suspect could have actually just shot, <laughs> shot himself, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, the guy got off. He got acquitted, so it <laughs> yeah. worked. Well,
0: as you can see, your honour, my lawyer <laughs> <He> shot himself. <laughs> so it is possible so that could have happened. You have a point there. Not guilty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's commitment to innocence. <laughs> fair play. I so, believe in else.
2: justice. I believe Should in justice just... so much. That, yeah, that is the man. Yeah. I, uh,
1: I might ag- not agree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death. You're right to say it.
2: <laughs> That's a good lawyer. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: fair play, bro. He, he nailed it.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. I'm actually going to give mine a title. Um, oh. This one's called The Dating Game. The dating game. The dating game. So in 1978, a man called Rodney Alcala appeared as a contestant on the popular game show called The Dating Game. Uh, basically, it's, it's like Blind Date, uh, but it's like one of the like, original uh, sort of formats. Uh, this is like in, in America um, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the late 70s. Uh, contestants come on, and you normally have a bachelorette or a bachelor, and they pose questions to three people who are lined up. and One by one, I mean, if, if you haven't seen Blind Date, where have you been? You know, it's, yeah. it's the same, the same, <laughs> same format. The host comes on, uh, Jim Lange, um, and introduces uh, our, our man, Rodney Alcala. And
1: here they are
0: as a successful photographer. We got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13 fully developed. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that, Is that a photography joke? <laughs> I think that's a photography joke. <laughs> I didn't realise it
2: was a joke until I read it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Between takes, he might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Please welcome Rodney Alcala.
0: So um, yeah, so here he comes. He's got uh, you know he's got long sort of like dark hair. He's got proper flares on. Um, Quite quite a a charming looking man, to be honest. He's he's you know he's 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 scrubbed up well. Um, The worst people are yeah. But before the show, um, Alcala um, had kind of unsettled uh, one of the other contestants, Um, a a, a fellow bachelor. um, Later described Alcala as a very strange guy with bizarre opinions. Um, He says this creep comes up and he puts his face practically in my face and he says. I always get the girl. <laughs> so, <Not> uh, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's this... not very woke. If you <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, after a few, few rounds, um, he, he comes across as like, there's, there's something a little bit off, not quite right. Um, but the other two, you know, uh, they don't compare really. Alcala, um, he ends up winning uh, this, this whole like kind of dating thing. Um, and he wins a date with um, bachelorette uh, Cheryl Bradshaw. Um, but what Bradshaw didn't know was that in 1972, um, Alcala had been convicted of raping an eight-year-old girl.
1: Jesus oh. Christ. I actually I, I actually know this story, but I haven't heard it for a long time. Fucking hell.
0: Yeah. I do not. Um, he was paroled um, after less than three years. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And... Uh, And by the time that Bradshaw had met him on the dating game, he had already murdered four women. Oh, Um, this guy! So yeah, so so she um, turns out she she actually refused to go out with him uh, because she found him creepy. Um, And then sort of uh, good assessment, yeah. (laughs) But criminal profilers um, think that the rejection um, like exacerbated his like you know sort of. He's a need to kill, uh, you know. Um, That'll happen. Yeah, it says, uh, one wonders what that did Been in there. his mind. Uh, that is that is something we would not take too well. Uh, serial killers don't understand the rejection. They think that something is wrong with the girl. She played me. She played hard to get. So he's, he's, a, he's a fucking horrible bastard, basically, who posed as a photographer. He then sort of, you know, uh, murder
1: so so this is a recurring theme this is a recurring thing in true crime sort of, i listen to a lot of it and uh so Do many ya? serial killers pose <laughs> as um as photographers and they use it as a means to meet girls and you'll often find serial killers with these insane photo collections mm. it, it's, it's kind of nuts yeah man
2: bachelor number one yes what's your best time the best time is at night, nighttime. Why do you say that? Because that's the only time there is. The only time? What's wrong with uh, morning, afternoon? Well, they're okay, but nighttime when it really gets good. Then you're really ready. I'm a drum. God, he's so creepily talking about nighttime how much he loves it. Yeah,
0: it's like it's like <laughs> dude, it's like he's always like just trying his hardest to hint. What's good about the nighttime? I kill people. <laughs> what, sorry, what was that? He's like, "Oh no, I mean the stars." <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like how close do you want to be to giving yourself away on like that is like do you reckon that was like it's, part this, of is that part
2: of the thrill that part of the thrill I don't was to know, like it, hint like, at what they're kind of up to
0: but it was like he appeared on this game show in the middle of his spree i say spree like he, i like he's he's it's it's thought that he's killed up to like a hundred people
1: Um, yeah I feel like a lot of serial killers get like that kind of uh, fantasized number they all like to like kind of you know suggest they've killed so many people Mm. it's usually like she's like you know at most a dozen
0: yeah yeah and so in, in in 2016 he was charged um with the 1977 murder of a woman um that was identified in one of his photos um I think he's been convicted of like four Four of the murders but yeah like i said they've they've uh they, they suspect it could be anything up to a 100 but they just can't identify people so yeah at least they got him motherfucker uh he's still uh in jail uh the fucking bastard rodney alcala you're a cunt
2: there we you've go you've
1: been lonely art club
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's great you're a cunt we should go back and do it for the cow as well <laughs> <laughs>
0: Information there has been provided by history.com and say
2: hello to Rodney Rodney
1: And now we have another crazy death with <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Ali in> the- <laughs> What are they doing now? <laughs> oh no
2: So in 2007, the mayor of Delhi in India, um, he died falling off a balcony while trying to fend off a troop of attacking monkeys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those monkeys in India are nuts,
2: man. Like, they, are, yeah. they are vicious little shits. There's no crime. No creative <laughs> no, no aspect crime, of it. Just... No, no, it's kind of a murder. Those pesky can, monkeys.
0: Can, can monkeys be convicted of murder? Um, uh, a, I, I do, you, think, do you reckon an animal has ever been convicted yeah, of murder? Yeah, there is a
1: case, I can't fucking remember it, it, might have, it might have been a cow and it was sentenced <laughs> to death and they I feel like I've heard it. about this I've, no, Yeah, this is a thing um, Right, come on, uh, <laughs> Go on uh, Josh, next, uh, next case
0: Right, um, this one's called From the Dark So the story revolves around um, a uh, a young um, actress and writer called Aisling Tucker Moore-Reed. So Moore-Reed, she auditioned for a leading role in a sort of low-budget horror film called From the Dark. So she landed the role uh, as Valerie Forst um, in the... Rural murder thriller about a tour guide's last day at work in the isolated mountains where things go wrong, you know, and, and in a classic sort of indie horror kind of way. In the film, her character shoots someone to death. So it was on July twenty third, as the day after um, uh, they wrapped principal photography on on the film. Um, the production company discovered something about their lead actress, her real life murder case, to be exact. Ooh. So, it, so. Um so it turns out that Aisling Tucker Moore Reed um had actually been uh, released on bail after she was arrested for allegedly shooting her uncle in the chest, not long before auditioning for the film. Fuck me. Huh. As the movie was filming, um from April 2018 to July 2018, the investigation into the um into the man's death continued. So Maury's defense team handed over a cell phone um, with a video that she'd actually recorded of the encounter um, in order to prove, uh, into like in order to provide evidence of self-defense. Hmm. But it didn't quite work out that way. They handed it over, and basically, yeah, it just it just it flipped in the the other direction. And
2: uh, she <laughs> is it was... just a video of her shooting her yeah. uncle?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's basically that. <laughs> it's, um...
2: Uh, Evidence.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, uh, after, after the shooting, um, she's hysterically uh, crying, so I didn't mean to shoot him in the chest, which is actually, it's in the video, like, she's just, like, hysterical. She points to the
1: gun and goes, bang,
0: whoops. You don't, you don't see it, but you can, you can hear it. I, th- I think she was recording okay. at the time to, um... Uh, to to kind of prove that he was trying to gain access into the house, so her uncle actually they had a restraining order against him, and he was trying to get oh, into the house, right? Um, but you buried the lead, yeah, man, yeah. So um, good, good job. So so um, yeah, so, so so she she shot him as he was trying to uh, as he was trying to get into the house. Okay, but um, yeah, her mum uh, who's actually a, a former California lawyer. Uh, so that she acted in self-defense. But the judge saw the video and was like, nah, that's murder. Oh. So like, <laughs> and it was like the, vi- the video of the judge, there's a video of the judge giving the sentence. Um, and she's just like, she's so laid back about it. She's like, uh, you know, after watching that video, I think that swayed it for me. Um, yeah, it's murder. Go to prison uh. for a very long time. Can you see the video? Is the
1: video available online?
0: It is, yeah. Uh, I think they cut, like, they... they Cut part of it out because I just want to see
1: what
2: like
0: his demeanor is
2: like. If he's like, is he like actively... coming out of angry and stuff?
0: Apparently, or? apparently just he. Um, what w- w- the notes from the case were that he tr- he tried to open the door <coughs> and they couldn't close it. Um, right, but I think so there's nothing about his demeanor. Well, he did threaten to kill them. Oh um, uh, well, there's that. where <laughs> <then. laughs> yeah, the do you fucking go. It's uh, it was it was over a dispute about um, um, land. Like like it was all all about like their their, their the grandma's like, will. So they're like sort of. Um, mm trying to look out for the who's going to get the house and all man, that, that causes
2: stuff. so many fights and
0: yeah man so of course family you know, arguments yeah so he, he that's was,
2: a trial that could go either way really
0: yeah but um yeah and of course stuck in the middle of it is this little uh low-budget horror film um
1: 21 <laughs> <laughs> on rotten <laughs> tomatoes
0: um but yeah basically they hadn't um like due to a lack of um like funds the, the production company didn't do a background check because they were like they got no money so they're just like yeah you can act in our film for like barely nothing eh, cheers come aboard um, well, i mean who's who's
1: doing background checks you background exactly. checking your actors bro
0: yeah mm. really well i mean like if you go through websites like sort of spotlight and uh mandy okay. and that kind of stuff you like they they kind of they screen people this like a right okay it's like this natural thing um but yeah, mm. it is like that's that's the thing. Like if you put up like a um, a job on like like Craigslist or, or whatever, like yeah, you might just get anyone really. Um, yeah, that's so, true. But yeah, so um, yeah, basically the um, the production company they're still trying to release the film. It's coming out this year. There's a trailer on there. Uh, there's a trailer oh, wow. online. So um, I don't know whether they're going to try and like ride it. I don't know whether they're tr- going to try and ride that thing. Over. So yeah, when did this definitely. happen? This this was like uh, yeah, 2018. Uh, oh, and, wow, and this is fucking... Oh, shit. Yeah, I was
2: picturing it all in, like, the 90s for some reason. Nah, man. Like, like, yeah,
1: why. me too. Like, grainy cell phone footage kind of shit. Nah, man. The, I mean, it's... it's it's. Uh, this is like that primo iPhone footage. <laughs> yeah. Mm. you got to feel for the production company in that situation, yeah, really. Yeah, I, I, I feel for her, really. Like, I, I, I haven't seen the footage, obviously, but it sounds like uh, just an escalated situation that she handled in a poor way, but i mean
0: yeah it's it's, it's, it's it's it It doesn't like for, like kind of reading through all the facts and stuff it, it didn't it wasn't it didn't feel like it was like very malicious um mm. i mean but why get a gun if he's threatening to kill you and They're trying like, to enter a house you you in, in quite a few
1: states you are entitled to kill anyone that's trying to intrude into your property basically
0: i mm. think this this was in oregon and i don't oh, think okay, okay. i don't think they have that law uh which is i, th- mm, I think is yeah. called stand your ground but yeah it's right.
1: florida you can just kill a fucker for uh, <laughs> picking up the last avocado in a supermarket that you really wanted <laughs> bang <laughs> <laughs> and then you pick up the avocado and uh, standing ground bro <laughs> this is mine avocado toast it's worth it
0: um <laughs> yeah so Maureen is uh is uh, currently still in jail um but uh oh. you know it's quite it's, yeah, you know, uh, imagine that sort of just get, get, getting your lead actor, and uh, um, turns out they've shot their uncle in the chest.
2: She still got lonely art clubbed though. You got lonely, lonely clubbed in jail. Lonely,
0: lonely in jail. jail. <laughs> lonely in jail. <laughs> just justice, justice. Uh, information there was uh, from Washington Post Crime Online and Newshub.co.nz.
2: <laughs> I feel like maybe, I feel like I said about, you know that guy Juice World. Have, ever, have I talked about him before? He's a rapper, he did that song Lucid Dreams, which was massive on the radio in the last year, but he, he died, uh, he's 21, he died last December, oh, um, but it, I'm pretty sure I talked about this already, but he died having a seizure while his private jet was being um, oh, searched yeah. by the police. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, shit yeah it's he must have been pretty scared i think um but it was kind of dubbed as you know said as a result of oxycodone and codeine toxicity so he was on like you know opioids which is a a massive situation in america right now Mm. insane situation yeah uh is that, I don't really have anything to say about or was it. That, or is that, that the story? The story your,
0: your, your, your story was... I, well, I like, the, like the we the shouldn't police go like into the kind of ox.
1: raided the jet, and it's just it, it, the fact... Basically, yeah, I mean, I didn't actually know the uh, like what's the, the factor.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the death really is. Like, is it, is it it's the It's unfortunate.
1: He was 21. It's uh, relevant to uh, creativity and
2: sort of, you know, within the boundaries of what we're doing. I was trying to find artists and people like that who have been killed weirdly, <laughs> rather than wrapped up in some sort of crime. That's kind of the angle I was going for. And it's, yeah, it's, it's actually cool. quite hard. There's not a lot of musicians and stuff, you know, it's just drug overdoses. And uh, all right, let's, let's reel off some funnies. Uh, Mike Edwards who was in Electric Light Orchestra he died Mm. after he retired from the band he kind of settled down in Devon um, nice and happy (laughs) <laughs> uh, and he was killed when a you know, thirteen hundred pound bale of hay rolled down the hill into his van while he was driving.
1: Oh dude, you shouldn't laugh. I know. Up. It's just a like great the... mental image of a huge <laughs> fucking... Because if you've seen them, if you live in the UK and you're driving past fields, they get the huge bales of hay that's all like wrapped oh, in black plastic that yeah. you drive past. They're fucking huge.
2: They're heavy. Like if you've ever driven behind something that's carrying them. Oh mate. You I, can imagine them falling on your car, that would crush you. Every single thing, thirteen hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's that fucking sucks Uh, but another 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 person being another another brilliant artist being crushed by something in our agricultural farmland so thank you (laughs) the cow the cow guy wasn't an artist we need to deforest
1: the shit out of this planet i am sick of it
0: (laughs) so this one um i'm calling gone girl part two
1: Okay, okay. Okay. So it's
2: two thousand
0: sixteen. Recent, you pulled pulling up some recent stuff, bro. Yeah man, I ain't, I ain't doing that fucking shit from nineteen thirties, I'm fucking current. Oh mine is nineteen sixties, but uh we'll get All to right, that right. later. Alright, granddad. <laughs> um so I just turned thirty one. <laughs> all right okay so it's 2016 um our story revolves around uh one angela diaz she so she's living the good life right she's uh she's recently married um uh married to the love of her life uh u.s marshal ian diaz um pregnant with uh healthy twins but then things took a turn um diaz received, like, horrific emails full of uh, biblical threats um, and disturbing photos of dead babies. Okay. She even informed the police that strangers were surrounding her house threatening to uh, rape her. Oh fuck. Jesus. Yeah. Um, it was soon discovered that um, some psycho stalker was pretending to be Angela while replying to fantasy ads on Craigslist. One of the more chatty uh. correspondents later told uh, police that he and the rest of the perverts,
2: he <laughs> <laughs> said this it's in the article. Gang. I'm just quote, I'm just, it's, it's
0: quote perverts um, had been given her address, her dog walking routes, uh, and uh, and were told to go uh, to go on with the act even if she resisted.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: So, then police later found Diaz in an alley with uh, bruises on her head. She said that she just fended off someone who tried to assault her. So obviously this person is like pretending to be Angela and saying, oh, I really want this. Uh, I'm, I'm walking over here. If you see me, come get me. And it's, and it's, it's like that's that's fucked. Like that's that's just fucking horrible. Fortunately, um, police didn't have to look far for a suspect. So, uh, Angela uh, Diaz told them it was 100 percent. One hundred percent, she was sure that it was uh, uh, this dangerous monster uh, that was none other than Michelle Hadley, the fairly recent ex-fiance of her husband. Okay. So, um, jilted lover. So it turns out, um, the ex-fiance Hadley did have plenty of motive. Um, not only had Diaz stolen her fiance the day she met him. But the newlyweds had moved into the condo that Hadley and Ian had bought for themselves. So, uh, something she had openly fought them over. Uh, so, when the police sort of arrested the ex, it seemed like an open and shut case. Like, you know, je- jealous ex, you stole the, hu- like, your husband was stolen yeah. from you. you got to fucking set her up. For Motive, fucking... you've got everything yeah. there, yeah. Until after a while they finally traced the ip addresses uh, and found that those deranged emails uh, sent to angela diaz were in fact sent by angela diaz herself oh she was trying to stitch up the x yeah G- oh. so as it i mean turns wouldn't out- you
1: fucking trace the ip like straight up it's 2016 boys <laughs> get on the I internet get a
0: facebook account Sort it slow. out. But uh yeah as it as it turns out Diaz was a pathological liar. Oh,
2: she'd organized
0: she'd organized her own rape attempts just oh, to geez. get just just to get the, um, her rival thrown in jail. Wow. wow. So she lied about uh, like her family and where she worked. Even, even her pregnancy uh, was a total fake. She'd even bought like fake um, uh, oh, sonograms man. on Etsy uh, to show uh, her partner and her family. Like, it's... Wow. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah. It goes to weird, weird levels. There are a few
1: cases I've heard of where, where women have bought like, fake pregnancy uh, bumps and, and, yeah. and fake photos. There are websites you can buy like fake uh,
0: sonograms. That's, that's fucking oh, mad. It's not. That's crazy. Uh, the real kicker. Um, is that Angela Diaz was planning to sell her Gone Girl brand of insanity as a TV movie, right, on, uh, on t- to Lifetime, um, which she had titled A Darkness Within: The Angela Diaz Story. Oh Christ! What so- a terrible title. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so um, turns out she she she'd read she'd read Gone Girl. She she like she had she, they they found mm. like the the film script and the and the book on her computer and all this kind of stuff and she was okay. literally like oh I'm gonna fucking do that and she tried to she tried to gong girl like her own uh, like uh, her own situation she tried to like, I mean
1: it's not gong girl but it is in in, in <laughs> similar vein it's
0: never never as good as the original is it really no no um, but yeah after after uh, after raiding her computer the police arrested Diaz. Um, and exonerated Hadley, who'd actually spent eighty-eight days in a cell by that oh. point. Um, Diaz was sentenced to five years imprisonment after pleading guilty uh, to one heck of a rap sheet. So, uh, including a not- yeah, what, what would the what would the felonies be in that so case? So included, but not limited to perjury, grand theft, two counts of kidnapping, and two counts of false imprisonment. So false uh, imprisonment. Well, she well, yeah, she she she, think- well, she she got the, the, she put she put Hadley in prison. For right. Oh, like, days, that's an in- I didn't know
1: that. Her. I didn't know that false imprisonment. Like, if you,
0: if you, if you, that, if you go out kind of nuts. your way to frame somebody that gets them imprisoned, mm. expect to go to jail.
1: False imprisonment. Because usually false imprisonment. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so, so essentially, she cat- she catfished an, in- an innocent woman, got her jailed, and then wanted to sell her story to Lifetime. It's it's. Uh, this, does uh, does one-
2: Hadley get any compensation for being in jail for 88 days? I mean if she if she went
0: down the route of lawsuits she wouldn't get much money yeah fucking crazy uh so um angela diaz you've <laughs> you she'd be
1: able to sue angela diaz for right. the imprisonment yeah. like it because like the state imprisoned her they thought rightfully so they technically haven't acted in a malicious way whereas angela diaz mm. is the one that put those wills in motion so she wouldn't be able to sue the police or the state for her imprisonment but she would be able to sue angela diaz
0: but for me it's just the idea that she must have been sat at home and was like I can make a movie out of this. It's like oh, okay.
1: it's like like what? what but pop? like if, if you're doing that to yourself and then you're making a script out of it, like surely you're just going to illuminate your own fucking crimes. Like
0: yeah, it draws more attention to it. Like it's maybe, fucking weird.
2: Maybe it is a movie at the end of it, and uh, you know the twist is that she did it all to herself, and it's kind of whoa. It oh could be, it could be a That's the film. thing. We s- yeah. <laughs> it could be a film.
0: Um, so yeah so so uh, that story um, and, and, and the information comes from daily Beast Washington post and crack.com right um,
1: so I didn't I don't have a
0: title for this I didn't know that that was a bit lazy mate. a plan. <laughs> if, 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 if this is an anthology of stories, you've got to give it a title.
1: Um, I no. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> the, gonna, the cog's uh, turned and stopped. <laughs> right, fuck it. I'm just gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna dive in. So set the scene, all right, bros? Do, 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 it's 1987. Lethal Weapon, Predator, Robocop are all in the cinema. In the cinema, mate. What
0: a time. The
1: music industry is about to be revitalised by Rick Astley's smash banger Never Gonna Give You Up. Everyone's hair is awful and Andy Warhol is on a (laughs) surgeon's (laughs) operating table in New York for gallbladder surgery, a procedure he'd been putting off for years due to his significant fear of hospitals. Two days later, he will die from complications and what is believed to be a murder 19 years in the making. And also, sort of Ooh. justifying his fear of hospitals. I mean, <laughs> man's had this uh, crazy fear of hospitals. Let's go and have this uh, surgery, mate, uh, and dies. Okay, so Andy Andy Warhol, um, he, uh, he's. Can on, of soup. <laughs> can of soup, can of soup. Fucking. Uh, he, I mean, he was, uh, really, it? he was a film director, he was an artist, uh, he was a producer. Um, I've got a lot of respect for him um, because of, like, these these broad strokes that he kind of moved through the industry, these strong, fierce uh, pop pop art images, um, the way he kind of, like, completely uh, changed the art world and what people viewed as art. Um, You know, uh, he was kind of, like, the first real cut and stick job taking art and recontextualizing Mm. it like sampling like taking something and recontextualizing it in the 1950s people were up in arms about yeah is this okay is this right you know Mm. before Andy Warhol came along it was just fucking cottage porn and oil oil paintings (laughs) in galleries and then he comes along and he's like bam that's a tin of soup. Fucking I actually um, yeah. I actually, uh, when I was in L.A., I, I went to a museum and I was wandering around. And I just turned the corner and I, I ran into one of his Campbell soup cans. Ooh. And I'm just like, shit. And nice. I, I was super gassed about
0: that. Sick. S- I was saying, he also, he also did that song that was on the Vodafone adverts the bohemian like you because I like you Jesus Christ
2: yeah, I like you right so he, didn't. Um, he didn't.
0: oh that was Dandy Warhol <laughs> sorry that was Dandy Warhol we've got a lot of ground to cover
1: <laughs> So, <laughs> back, to the, back to the story so um, uh, I haven't really talked about it in, in what I've written but um, a settlement for an undisclosed amount of money does go to the family due to um, uh, some sort of malpractice in the hospital uh, the surgery that he died from so let's uh, let's scooby-doo this bitch back to the 1960s and to find out what's uh, going on with this like uh, 19-year long murder so woo, woo. Travel back with us <laughs> now <Okay>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 in
1: 1964 Andy Warhol opened The Factory a large warehouse in Midtown Manhattan with foil-covered silver painted walls the combination studio laboratory and party room became a mecca for the counterculture attracting icons from all walks of life from distinguished intellectuals to drag queens, playwrights, bohemian street people, uh, Hollywood celebrities and other wealthy patrons. It was the centre of creativity in the late 1960s in New York City uh, according to Jose Diaz, curator of the Andy Warhol uh, Museum in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, thanks- so basically it was like it was like Swag Palace but for New York. Exactly. We did a lot for this city, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks to uh, Warhol's powerful influence, superstar members of his factory Mandem, like uh, E.D. Sedgwick, Ultraviolet Viva Candy Darling and Nico appeared in the underground films that he produced at the factory and each became famous in their own right if only for nice. 15 minutes. Andy Warhol in fact was the creator of the phrase 15 minutes of fame largely due to these gritty underground projects he cooked up in the factory. He'd make these little oh, he'd make these little films with these people and because they had such a like a magnetic field around them people were so interested in what they were doing he would make people famous overnight and yeah so he's the person that made 15 minutes of fame. Uh, enter Valerie Solanus. I have no idea how to say her fucking name. Uh, I apologise, I'm going to butcher a lot of names in this. Valerie Solanas was a radical feminist writer and activist in a very small component of the factory universe. She also founded an organisation called the Society for Cutting Up Men, or SCUM, which we wish <laughs> she was the sole member. <laughs> I mean, can you call it a group or an organisation if it's one person? I mean... Okay, Uh, so (laughs) it's reported that Solana's masterwork was her scum manifesto, which she wrote between 1965 and 1967. It envisioned a world without men, calling on civic-minded, responsible, thrill-seeking females to overthrow the government, eliminate the money system, institute complete automation, and eliminate the male sex. So as uh, Breanne Fars, she's a professor of women and gender studies at Arizona State University. She writes in a 2000 biography of Solanus. Valerie tried to get Warhol to help promote scum, even asking him in a letter in mid-1967 if he'd like to join the Men's Auxiliary, the group of sympathetic men who were, according to the manifesto, working diligently to eliminate themselves. Still scum, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: do your bit. (laughs) Eliminate themselves. What
1: (laughs) 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 incredibly, the manifesto has been translated into over a dozen languages (laughs) and is still excerpted in several feminist anthologies. Beginning in 1967, after encountering Warhol outside the factory, she repeatedly tried to get him to produce a play she had written called Up Your Ass, centred around a young sex worker. Uh, according to factory lore, Warhol, whose films were often shut down by the police for obscenity, thought the script was so pornographic that it must have been a police trap. <laughs> Uh, Shit. Solanus later contacted Warhol. How many
0: penises? <laughs>
1: Fuck those, man. <laughs> Solanus later contacted Warhol about the script and was told that he had lost He told her that he'd lost it. Um, he also jokingly offered her a job at the factory as a typist. So, I, again, I, he's, um, Annie Warhol's personality, he as he grew up, He was basically like a teenager in a man's body. He just loved to, like, provoke people and just kind of be a bit of a dick. Um, So Mm. I can imagine him, like, say, like, you know, offering her a job as a typist. I could just imagine her just being... (laughs) Insulted, Solanus demanded money for the lost manuscript. Instead, Warhol paid her $25 to appear on his film, I, comma,
0: a man. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> the irony is not lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was living, Christ, at the- make another copy. <laughs> I, I
1: know, Christ. right? Um, While she was living at the Chelsea Hotel, Solanus introduced herself to Maurice Girodias uh, the founder of Olympia Press, and a fellow resident of the hotel. In August 1967, Gerodius and Solana signed an informal contract stating that she would give Gerodius her next writing and other writings. In exchange, Gerodius paid her $500. She later concluded that this meant Gerodius would own all of her work. I mean, you kind of want to read... Read the fine print. It sounds like it was super casual, but we're going to learn that she's not very mentally stable. Um solanus intended to write a novel based on the scum manifesto and believed that a conspiracy was behind warhol's failure to return the up your ass script she suspected and fantasized that he was coordinating with Garodius to steal her work something she grew increasingly paranoid about so uh, Warhol basically is just an inept teenager misplaces the script and is like lol and she's signed this contract that she kind of fucked up and now she's like they're trying to steal all of my ideas d- and up your ass, up your ass, <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: so in, in the weeks
1: leading up to the shooting Solanas called Warhol's office repeatedly with threats and demands oh. about her manuscript until he ghosted a bitch. Um, Stay <laughs> woke. <laughs> Stay woke, mate. I'm oh, sorry. Woke. Um, Stay woke. He stopped taking her calls. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I've got written. (laughs) Don't freestyle it, V's. You did a good job. So, uh, yeah, he was basically just inept and childish. And um, her script actually showed up later in a trunk with just, like, a bunch of other discarded shit. Um, And and, uh, side note, Warhol was, as I kind of mentioned earlier, um, the way he would sample work in intellectual property, he didn't respect it very much. I mean, he didn't design the Campbell soup can. He, um... You know, he, he, there's a like, he reinvents he, it, doesn't he? It wasn't that his thing. He's just, yeah. He's, yeah. So, he, like, he, he would take like existing brands. Like, there was like a pair of shoes with like the Brillo pad logo on, and he's like, that's my work. And it's like, well, this, it's, I love him. I think he's fucking great and quirky <laughs> as
0: fuck. He had the fucking, he had the fucking uh, uh, guts to just fucking be, he was like disruptive before disruptive was even a fucking thing. Yeah. So, he, like, like, he was like, I, yeah, just shaking things up. So, even though she's like paranoid deeply
1: about this and it's just, you know, she's not very mentally stable. Uh, Warhol does have a history of just kind of not really respecting intellectual property. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so on June 3rd, 1968, after a brief visit to the actor's studio at 432 West 44th Street, in an attempt to give a copy of Up Your Ass to the founder, Valerie headed to the home of producer Margot Fiden, as Solanus believed that Fiden would be willing to produce her play, Up Your Ass. Allegedly, Solanus talked to Fyden for almost four hours, trying to convince her to produce the play and discussing her her vision. Up your ass. (laughs) Discussing her vision for a world without men. (laughs) Listen to this, boys. Throughout this time, Fyden repeatedly refused to produce Solanus' play. Four hours. Like, I don't want this. Listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) men. For the 300th time, I don't want to be (laughs) for fuck's sake (laughs) anywhere near up your ass
1: (laughs) up your ass (laughs) Uh, according to Fyden Solanus (laughs) then pulled out her gun and when Fiden again refused to commit to producing the play, and you've got to love her resolve. She's been there for four hours and is like, I don't want it. I don't fucking want it. And she gets a gun out and she's like, I, still, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's that
1: fucking... <laughs> um, Fuck me. That, yeah, so much respect for that. Fair, fair fucking, fucking play. play. Chopsy. So uh, according to Fiden, Solanus then pulled out her gun and when, <laughs> yeah, woke, I right, come on, context, <laughs> context, according to Fiden, Solanus then pulled out a gun and when Fiden again refused to commit to producing the play, Solanus responded, yes, you will produce the play because I'll shoot Andy Warhol and that will make me famous and the play famous and then you'll produce it ding 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 uh. red uh, <laughs> red, 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 flag. red flags red flags red flags <laughs> um, um, excuse me
0: <laughs> 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 um, do you know what Let's, let, me, let, me, let me have a look at that screen. <laughs> your ass, is it? Oh.
1: It's pretty Ooh, good, pretty good. maybe, but can you just wait <laughs> here for about, you know, five minutes, you know, sort of the, the time it takes for police to <laughs> respond? Um, so, <laughs> as, as, she was, <laughs> as she was leaving Fiden's residence, Solanus handed Fiden a copy of her play and other personal papers that are undisclosed, I have no idea what they were. So, after all this time of her saying, like, absolutely fucking not, even with a gun, she's like well you know what? I'll just leave a copy with you <laughs> <laughs> um, Fiden then frantically calls her local police precinct Andy Warhol's precinct police headquarters in Lower Manhattan and the office of uh, Mayor John Lindsay and Governor Nelson Rockefeller to report what happened and inform them that Solanus was on her way at that very moment to shoot Andy Warhol in those calls the police responded you can't arrest someone because he believes she's going to kill Andy Warhol and one even asked Fiden listen lady how would you even know what a real gun looked like <laughs> fucking
0: 1967 oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 at this no. point she's like mm. they fucked up
1: at this point she's like uh, that world without men is sounding pretty fucking good right now <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we should uh, get a call back uh, in a 2009 oh, no. interview with James Barron of the New York Times Fiden said that she knew Solanus intended to kill Warhol but could not prevent it which has got to be kind of fun, it's—I mean—women it's, I mean, had a fucking rough time in the sixties and the fifties, man. Like she's like, just gonna go do this. Oh, listen, lady, <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, I've got my trousers up to my nipples. I know what's ah. going on.
0: <laughs> but th- but the thing, thing is, like, I can imagine that, like, nowadays, I'd I'd like I'd like call you up and be like, "Our oh, V's mate, um, watch out, Ali's on his way over. He's fucking pissed. <laughs> he is hilarious." Oh, he's oh, he's Larry right now Tried to stop him He kept on He kept on asking me To to, to, to You know uh, Make make this fil- Make this script That he's uh, uh, Written Called In my ass And, and it's, it's I didn't want to do it He pointed a fucking gun at me So I'm going to kill V's And then I'll be famous it. And then uh, Then you'll want it No he's coming to shoot you mate He's on his way um, So I'll leave that with you um, So let, let me know how you get on I'll talk to you in a bit Bye At least fucking oh. read it man <laughs> Give it a chance.
1: In your ass, Josh. In your ass. (laughs) ass. (laughs) Fuck, where I've totally lost my place. Um, All right. Okay. So we're going to be getting to a, a, a zero hour shortly. So. Later that day, uh, this is after she's literally after she's left Faden's residence, later that same day, Solanus arrives at the fac- at the factory Andy's studio and waits outside. Paul Morrissey, a director kind of famous for just sort of being in the orbit of
0: Warhol, arrived and asked her what Not she Neil w- Morrissey from Men Behaving <laughs> uh, t- uh,
1: arrived and <laughs> asked her what she was doing there and she replied, "I'm waiting for Andy to get money." Okay. Morrissey tries to get rid of her by telling her that Warhol was not coming in that day, but she told him she would wait. At 2pm, she went up uh, into the studio. Morrissey told her again that Warhol was not coming in and that she had to leave. She left, but rode the elevator up and down until Warhol
0: finally boarded... <laughs> Fuck. She stayed in the she fucking just lift. She stayed in the elevator. Until, <laughs> up and until down. he... Until up. he got in the same lift. <laughs> yeah.
1: She was like, all what right, I'm f- going. No, she fucking just went into the lift. Up, and down, went up, down, up, down, up, down.
0: Jesus Christ. His bladder must be like fucking huge <laughs> by that a, point. The corners full of piss. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> like, uh, the lift smells particularly like piss today.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, um, uh, uh yeah, so she she waits in the elevator until Warhol does appear and, and enters the uh, elevator. And I assume dismisses the uh, puddle of piss in the corner. <laughs> she, yeah, she she enters the factory with ah, Warhol. I love it. My new piece. I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised, but... She enters the factory with Warhol who compliments her on her appearance as she was uncharacteristically wearing makeup. Again, he's sort of, you know, he enjoys provoking people. I can imagine it was sort of like a sideways compliment. Mor- Morrissey tells her to threatening to, quote, beat the hell out of her and throw her out otherwise. Again, 60s. I know, bro. Yeah, yeah, to beat the hell out of her and throw her out otherwise. The phone rings and uh, Warhol answers while Morrissey goes to the bathroom. While Warhol holds, holds the phone to his ear, Solanus fires at him three times. Her first two shots miss, but the third went through both lungs, his spleen, stomach, liver, and esophagus. What? Which, that's a hell of a fucking shot. Yeah. I actually read another account where it well, was make, two makes bullets up, makes hit. Makes up for the first one two. bullet. Shit, shit, <laughs>
0: incredible shot. So like.
1: there are, I've read two different accounts where one says he was hit by two bullets and one with one. And it's even with two bullets, it's insane how many organs she hit um so angle? yeah like I know, he lungs, must have been sort stomach, of sideways up. <laughs> we're doing sideways if you hit the base of the lungs the organs are actually quite there they sit just underneath the oh, lungs condensed around that one bit yeah so i guess at, i guess from the side through the lower lung and you'd hit all of those organs and if oh, you man. can you can I, i'll get onto this in a minute But if you look up uh pictures of him his torso is quite disfigured after this like it's
0: i don't really want to um
1: well you know put it on the instagram um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so her first two shots miss or first one shot miss and then, yeah so she is that's both his lungs his spleen stomach liver and esophagus she then shot art critic mario amaya in the hip who was uh from London. who was just uh meeting with warhol she Tried just, sh- just because. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, 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 just because. Bang. Uh, I guess, you know, once you're on a roll. She tried to yeah. shoot Fred Hughes, uh, Warhol's manager, in the head, but her gun jammed.
0: Hughes. Fuck. Yeah, um, fuck me, man. Like. You-, <laughs> you see, yeah, you see, you see an angry person who's already shot somebody in the hip coming at you with a gun, and you're like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> fucked. Uh, and then click click that click i bet that echoed for eternity in your fucking ears
1: hughes asked her to leave which is a mild response (laughs) which she did
2: (laughs) that's all you had to do is all you had to do is ask her to leave leave all i had to do was
1: ask do you know do you know what leave (laughs) she left leaving behind a paper bag with her address book on a table which is an odd side note um okay
0: so what after sh- after shooting
1: after people? after fucking bodying warhol warhol was rushed to columbus mother cabrini hospital where he underwent a five-hour operation he was in fact declared dead at one point but he was revived after surgeons opened his chest and massaged his heart to help stimulate its movement Jesus. again he spent two months in the hospital uh, rec- recuperating from various surgeries and he'd be forced to wear a surgical corset for the rest of his life to hold his organs in place
0: fuck
1: yeah did any of you boys know any of this shit no cr- no i didn't it's crazy shit, man um so they were actually like yeah i, I made a note here there are a bunch of uh, photo portraits of him you can go on google um yeah, like i said this torso is highly disfigured and he wears this corset for his whole life to keep his fucking organs in because you know it's, it's the 60s surgery isn't as isn't nearly as advanced as what it is today mm. um his good friend Jean-Michel Basquiat another painting I greatly admire um their friendship is like uh the greatest bromance and also like genuinely uncomfortable to observe like 90% of the time there's like a really weird photo of like uh Basquiat like holding the corset in place Fuck, yeah. when it's open it's like they have such a strange relationship I love them both guys but from a distance Jesus Christ Dude. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures um,
2: now and like they they must have like cut him open in so many places and Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ
1: so Amaya the London gallery owner who was shot in the hip received only minor injuries and was able to be released from hospital uh, later the same day so, several hours after the shooting, Solanus approached a policeman in Times Square, handed him a .32 semi-automatic, as well as a 22 revolver. She told the officer, he had too much control over my life. She was fingerprinted and charged with felonious assault and possession of a deadly weapon. The next morning, the New York Daily News ran the front page headline, Actress Shoots Andy Warhol. Solanus demanded a retraction of the statement that she was an actress. <laughs>
0: She got to have fucking you got to have fucking boundaries you know Yes I shot
1: him No I'm not an actress <laughs> How dare you sir So at her arraignment in a Manhattan criminal court Solana's told the judge that it's uh, <laughs> it's not often that I shoot somebody. I didn't do it for nothing. Warhol had me tied up, lock, stock and barrel. He was going to do something to me which would have ruined me. <laughs> she told... The, Come on, girl. You're not making it easy. <laughs> she told the judge she wanted to represent herself. And uh, she... <laughs> every oh, time... No, 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 no. And she declared that she was right in what I did. I have nothing to regret. Um, okay, so we're getting, we're getting a lot of... We're getting a a vibe off you. (laughs) A lot of (laughs) crazy. The the judge struck her comments from the court record and had her admitted to Bellevue Hospital for psychiatric observation. On June 28th, 1968, Solanus was indicted on charges of attempted murder, assault and illegal possession of a gun. She was declared incompetent in August and sent to Matiawan State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. In January 1969, Solanus underwent psychiatric evaluation and was diagnosed with chronic paranoid schizophrenia. Uh, In June, she was finally deemed fit to stand trial. She represented herself without an attorney and pleaded guilty to reckless assault with intent to harm. She was sentenced to just three years in prison with one year of time served, so she got out wow. two years later in 1971. She fucking did that damage to Warhol, shot that broken hip, had the gun jam on her, so didn't execute. Fucking, yeah,
0: with three years of time served guaranteed the judge was like uh up your ass is actually a great script <laughs> I, i've read this so, and, uh, <laughs> you know i have read the script and, and um, it should be made <laughs> men, men ask. I, I gotta really get behind this she oh,
1: fucking hell. she went on to stalk warhol and others over the telephone oh, and was arrested either. again in november 1971 she was subsequently institutionalized several times her mental health continued to decline and she became increasingly paranoid and unstable she spent her last years in a single occupancy welfare hotel in San Francisco where she died alone in 1988, just one year after Warhol's tragic end in a New York hospital bed. So, who was Valerie Solanas, really? Because, I mean, deep-seated hatred of the opposite sex almost never exists in a vacuum, and it didn't take much research to uncover just the turbulence of what she went through as a kid. She said that her father regularly sexually abused her. Her parents divorced when she was young. Her mother remarried shortly afterwards, and she disliked her stepfather, uh, rebelled against her mother. (laughs) Some of this is... As a child, she wrote insults for children to use on one another for the cost of a dime... Which I like. She beat up a boy in high school who was bothering a younger girl and also hit a nun. (laughs) Legend. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, some redeeming factors. Because of her (laughs) behaviour, in 1949, her mother sent her to be raised by her grandparents and Solana said that her grandfather was a violent alcoholic who often beat her. When she was 15, she left her grandparents and became homeless. She gave birth to a son in 1953, fathered by a married sailor, but the child was taken away from Solana since she never saw him again. Despite all this, she graduated from high school on time and earned a degree in psychology from the University of Maryland. Which is, I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, that, when I found that out, I was like, really? Yeah. But I've actually found some people with mental health issues do really enjoy to uh, uh, learn about psychology. Um, yes. W- while she was there she hosted a call-in radio show where she gave advice on how to combat men which to
0: be honest this was the 1950s so it's like every single time uh, so my my uh, hello, my husband, uh, that uh, they all talk like 50 men. <laughs> like so I have men. Given uh, hello, yeah. my, my, my husband, uh, I think he's cheating. Shoot him. Okay. Uh, my husband, um, he yeah, keeps shoot, on him. Telemed- shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next out. I- Punch a nun. <laughs> Slap a nun. <laughs> Punch the- have you punched a nun? <laughs> She, uh, no, no, it's actually about my Punch and nun, and it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be over. Uh, next caller, please. Um, she was also an open lesbian, despite the
1: conservative cultural climate of the 1950s. Which I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> gonna assume that she wants to have some fun when all the men are dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh in the ni- in the mid 1960s solanus moved to new york city where she supported herself uh through begging and sex work and wrote a few other pieces before up your ass and scum so that's i i, I wanted to touch on that because you know like i said uh she when you have such a hate for for men like that i i, I just knew from the outset without even looking it up I was like "This she's clearly had some awful mm, stuff happen yeah. to her and yeah. cubes with uh, her chronic paranoid schizophrenia it's just a cauldron of, of something's gonna happen yeah okay the attack had a profound impact on Warhol and his art and security at the factory became much tighter for the rest of his life Warhol lived in fear that Solanus would attack him again I mean she was fucking calling him and she was out she's three fucking years years i'm not surprised he was like it was the um so this is a quote from um billy name who was close friend and collaborator it was the cardboard andy not the andy i could love and play with he was so sensitized you couldn't put your hand on him without him jumping i couldn't even love him anymore because it hurt him to touch him oh geez um Andy became much more guarded and eventually abandoned much of his filmmaking and his more controversial art and focused more on business. He started a magazine called Interview, I think. Uh, uh, Warhol had shown interest in death and violence in his earlier work, including a series of paintings featuring death and disaster ripped from the headlines like car crashes and electric chairs. Post-shooting, he revisited the theme of death, painting a series of skulls and one of guns, a weapon with which he now had an intensely personal connection. In his own words, Warhol had this to say about the attack. Before I was shot, I always thought that I was more half there than all there. I always suspected that I was watching TV instead of living life. People sometimes say that the way things happen in movies is unreal, but actually it's the way things happen in life that's unreal. The movies make emotions look so strong and real, whereas when things really do happen to you, it's like watching television. You don't feel anything. Right when I was being shot and ever since, I knew that I was watching television. The channel switch, but it's all television. Which I like, but it sort of like, meanders into like, it's a bit confusing. It's not as... It's not as profound as I'd like it to be, and it's not a great quote to end on. So that's my story of Andy Warhol.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> not I, quite the I quote. Something a bit more profound, but that's what we got. Uh, this it's, just great though. It is, and I, 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 feel like because, because how great that was, that piece. Um, I want to say my final one because of the juxtaposition. <laughs> the juxtaposition of how much work you've put in to co- compared to me is incredible. I, can I just say? <laughs> yeah, can, can, so, I, can, I, can I just say that that was fucking yeah, amazing. So, He's thank like, you. Like, thank well you. fucking done. That was really so, fucking good. I, qu- I, qu- I quickly want to <laughs> say in 1567, <laughs> the, the, the man said to have the, in 15 in 1567, the man said to have the. I can't. can't It's so shit compared to what you just did for like 20 minutes straight, which is so informative and really great.
0: I spent so long on this.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. In 1567,
2: the man said to have the longest beard. In 1567. The man said to have the longest beard in the world Died after he tripped over his beard Running away from a fire
1: <laughs> That's it That's it For oh, fuck's, sake.
0: Oh, fuck's sake.
2: oh god Oh my god I'm fucking crying I'm fucking crying Yeah so thanks for your effort Please <laughs> <laughs> I, I call I, I, uh, Seeing as Josh named all his, I'm going to call this one the beard from hell. So.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I can't think of a better way to end the show, really. That's. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god, these mate, I fucking loved that. Thanks so much for it was putting really like interesting. so much work yeah, yeah. into that. I, I it hope, was good. I hope you enjoyed that because, like, obviously, like you know, you mean a lot to us. And, and oh my god! And, and I hope that was, I hope that was <laughs> <laughs> a nice little birthday treat for you there.
1: I, I really wanted to do it, and I, I knew a good bit of the Andy Warhol story, but it was really interesting to go into depth. And even though I'm like, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, thought, yeah, it'd be a really good story. I've not actually heard any true true crime
0: podcast do it.
2: none of them exclusive
0: so um exclusive true crime story there Uh, so you can listen to uh, exclusive uh, stories such as The Beard from Hell and uh, and the unnamed (laughs) Andy Warhol one which you know yeah man (laughs) Oh, I got I got another one. Oh, I've just got oh, one. Oh, yeah, you said you had on. like a sequel. It's it's again. It's it's nothing in comparison to that. Uh, oh, I just bro. like the fact that this one is called the uh, the Lonely Hearts Killer. Mm. Mm. Oh, Lo- oh, Lo- hey, Lon- Lonely Hearts Killer. Um, Harvey Harvey Glattman. Basically, it does what it says on the tin. Uh, he's a, again another professional photographer. Um, he lured his victim in, uh, his victims in, with uh, the promise of a modelling career. Um, known for meeting them through the the lonely hearts ads, like um, oh, are
1: Craigslist type of shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. in the old days, you, you, you oh, put, the put newspaper, in the of, yeah, uh, yeah. newspapers and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he um, he was arrested in 1958, uh, caught in the act of kidnapping what was to be his fourth uh, murder victim. Um, he willingly confessed three uh, and then they sort of um, uh, basically fucking gassed him to death in uh, 1959 G- so um, Harvey Glattman the Lonely Hearts killer you're a cunt you've God. been clubbed <laughs> <laughs> you've been clubbed
1: <laughs> oh, um, uh, my, my, my references uh, yeah, history.com um, and wikipedia that was about it I'm uh, There's also uh, a. The true source of knowledge. Buzzfeed,
2: (laughs) probably.
0: (laughs) Nine gag. (laughs) You won't believe how this man with a beard died.
1: (laughs) Right. You've been listening to Lonely Arts Club, True Crime Edition, uh, with
0: myself, Bees. Ali. And Josh.
1: Oh, fuck off there and go, go. And be remarkable, you beautiful people. And uh, take care of each other. <laughs> bye bye.
0: Happy birthday, bees. No, happy oh, birthday. And you're And our true crime theme song was Tony Guide by Roderick Brooks. Cheers, mate.